3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law.
0: ESPN.
3: Now, 92.9 FM. ESPN presents Memphis' biggest sports columnist.
1: You ain't gotta do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. I ain't getting no interview. It's the award winning Jeff
3: Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I
1: don't get no interview. I
2: know. I'm good.
3: 92.9 FM, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shirts and the ties for your makeup.
0: Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up before you know it There's rubble in the office We'll be pushing it up Somebody say You
4: everybody happy thursday well let's see because it's thursday that means that uh we got dan devine if he's not if he's back from disney if he's back from disney last week we we tried to talk to dan devine and he was at disney and uh and we always uh make uh, uh allowances for people who want to take their kids to disney and so despite the extraordinary contract that he has to do work with us, lucrative contract that he has to do work with us. We, uh, we, we, we gave him a pass, did not talk to uh, Dan Devine last week, but we got him this week, so that's good. And uh, Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. and then, right than right, trivia, this is going to be a big one, because we had a humdinger, a humdinger last week. When Steve Connolly called in, the master of trivia, legendary master of trivia, Jeffrey, riding a sixteen-year win streak. What was it, Jeffrey? It was since November. It was since November. I'd not been beaten in the calendar. We play this game every single week, and Jeffrey had not been defeated by any of you. Calling in, he has no idea what the questions are. What are all comers? Put your champion up against my champion. My champion wins. Every damn time. As long as Steve Conley's your champion, you've got a good shot. But when Steve Conley's your champion, yes. that then changes. But even then, Jeffrey leapt out to an early lead. It was back and forth, and it came down, really, what it came down to?
1: Final question. It was
4: the final question, and
1: Steve? And off air, I I've later learned what my question would have been to spell. Oh. And I spelled it.
4: So you wouldn't, what was it? Do you remember what it was? It was, a... it
1: was Quantum Mania. Was going to be that was going to be the what was I was going to smell. spelling question because yes. he, he spelled he,
4: but in the end. What did he spell?
1: He had to spell uh, Jerry Jarrett, so oh, he had right. to spell Jarrett.
4: And and the uh, and we never got to your question because you didn't bet all your points, Correct. it was tied, I, it was tied at three. So, really, this wasn't about it, it. In the end, it was just settled on nerves of steel and Correct. daring and strategy and game playing, not on uh not on the on the degree of knowledge that you brought to the right. game. Wow. But well, we're going to have a hard time thrilling. We're going to have a hard time mentioning that one. People are going to be talking about that one for forever. Uh, I mean, you could feel the buzz in the air even you afterwards. You could feel the buzz in the air. Like an
1: instant classic. Instant classic. It was like we, a great tournament game.
4: Um we will do it again today though, and you know what? You just got to you got to brush yourself off and try to start a new win streak. What's the uh, prize going to be, Jeffrey, if someone could be, uh, could give you possibly, I find it hard to believe, two defeats in a row. Yes, we
1: will be the same prize again. So it's another great double prize. Mm-hmm. Two tickets to see Dave Matthews' band May 24th at Bank Plus Amphitheater, and two tickets to see Jelly Roll on
4: June 28th at Bank Plus. All right, so there you go. Uh, and that is the lineup Dan Devine, Chris Harrington, and then Writer Then Write Trivia. We do have a lot uh, to get to. Uh, today, um, in the world of basketball, Grizzlies last night, Tigers tonight. Um, a lot happened in the uh, in college basketball last night. Uh, NBA interesting day at night. NBA last night, but I did think I'd start with this jaw stuff, um, and and I understand that uh, that there are there are extremes as people look at the, the latest story, this one from the Washington Post. Um, and, uh, and the two extremes are... Um, it's funny. There was a headline at the big lead. The big lead is a compilation site that sort yeah. of aggregates stuff from around everywhere and stories from around everywhere and, and, the, and, uh, and, 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 and doles it out to the masses. And the headline was, this John Morant story is insane and i literally had no idea before i opened the story in what way they were going to say it was insane like i could argue this john morant story is insane because holy crap john morant because his mother got into a dispute at a mall went with nine buddies to try to settle it like what what is he what in the world is the the the, the the problem here, really? That's and then you're gonna th- get in a, some a threatening discussion with the mall cop, such that the mall cop feels threatened and is gonna uh, and call the police. What is wrong with you? This on top of the uh, the the uh, beating up a high school kid, and then on top of the uh, the Pacers stuff. Like, just cut it out, man. Just like I I could see that argument for. This is insane. What what is what is, what is happening here? Doesn't he realize he is a, you know, potential literally billionaire? I could also see, this is insane. Wait, wait. The Washington Post, the, the paper that, that brought down the Nixon administration, one of the truly significant American papers that does important investigative journalism, decided to write a, in, quote, unquote, investigative piece on a mall dispute in Memphis involving John Morant, in which literally no charges were filed, nothing happened of any consequence at all, and this is deemed to be a story by the Washington Post, that and and replaying the stuff we already knew, or most of which we already knew, about the the dispute with the kid and the Pacer story and whatever else, Th- this is insane. I literally could have, I didn't know which way they were gonna go with, this is insane. Cause I think there are elements to both of that. Let's just take the, I don't really see why the Washington Post wrote this story. Just from a journalistic perspective, I see why they might've said, let's look into this story If they, uh, John Morant, wildly significant basketball player, um, and they thought they could advance the story, find something new, sometimes national papers, which is what the Washington Post is, is they'll they'll take like a local story and they'll just tell their readers about it. They'll rewrite a local story and tell their readers about it. That happens all the time. This doesn't really fit that category because this already was a national story. Like the, the, the Pacer stuff had gone national ESPN had talked to it. It doesn't fit like that. So, but whatever. So the Washington post gets some things, Hey, we can, we can, we can dig into this jaw thing and find out more. But all they got that was new was might, might have, might have in the dispute with the kid, which we've talked about endlessly, might have at one point gone in, gotten a gun, and had it in his uh, waistband or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like, like, yeah, yes. Waistband. Might have, yeah. according to a witness, other witnesses saying no, and it was not cooperating. Right. It might have. That's what I'm saying. Right. right. Well, one person said it in a witness statement, not in the police report. Might possibly have had a gun, um, and then. Really, the only new incident was this mall incident, where Ja's mother apparently got into some dispute at Wolf Chase, and Ja decided to go down with nine of his people to settle it, and the and and that's it. And what's interesting is is that the if you read the story, they could not literally. And maintain a degree of self-respect. The Washington Post could not have headed a story. Ja Morant got into a dispute in Memphis Mall. Right, which is that's what they have. Correct. That's the new stuff. And so the headline: The Washington Post could not write a story. Come on, you take you're, you're calling yourself a major investigative outlet, and you're doing Ja Morant got into a dispute in a Memphis Mall that led to nothing. Like, that's your story. But that is, in fact, the only new incident they have.
1: Correct. That's the only new information. And
4: so they had to, in telling the story, say, beat up a kid and pacers, and they had to bring everything else in because who the hell cares about a mall story? So I, 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 I think, honestly, it is like one of the most read stories on the Washington Post site, and they are not a clickbait operation. But I think it looks clickbaity, and I would not run it. Well,
1: and further, Mark was pointing this out to me. They were sending out PR emails,
4: like, promoting this. I just would not—I think it's embarrassing for The Washington Post to have run this story. I'll say this. It's it's not—like, Gabe asked me if it was piling on. No, it's not piling on, because piling on is just like, everyone is criticizing someone, and you criticize them, too, with nothing new. Like, this was original reporting, and in fact— if the Daily Memphian or the Commercial Appeal had written a story saying John Morant got into a dispute at Wolf Chase and brought his people to settle it, would 100% under, I would have said good good get. I would have if the if the CA had run the story about the mall yesterday, I would have said damn we got scooped on that. Good good story CA. It is and and some of this is just a journalistic question like it's a relevant story in Memphis that Ja got into dispute at the mall on top of everything else. I don't think it's a Washington Post story that Ja got into dispute at the mall, except for it's John Morant. And it makes him look clickbaity. Do you see the distinction there? Like, yeah, no, I, I do think, think, think. That, that if the Daily Memphian had discovered that John Morant had gotten into this dispute, we should have reported it and it would have been good reporting. So I'm not criticizing the reporting by the Washington Post. Which is, in fact, was that they got stuff that nobody knew 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 before. I just think it's a matter of perspective, and it's kind of embarrassing that the Washington Post decided this was something they should do. It's also was complicated uh, for the Washington Post by the fact that their columnist, uh, Candace Buckner, um, that she tweeted out uh, something that was incorrect. So she tweeted yesterday, I deleted a previous tweet that incorrectly stated Morant pointed a gun at the 17-year-old boy. The actual alleged version of the events in the story, the boy told detectives Morant had a gun visible in his waistband and placed his hand on the weapon. And so in Morant team statements on this, they talk about being defamed by this tweet that he had pointed a gun at the 17 year old. That's why she very quickly uh, retracted that, that that was, that is nowhere alleged. Otherwise there was a lot of stuff from the Morant team about how this was defamatory. And I didn't see anything in it besides this tweet. I didn't see anything in it that was defamatory. It it, looked like it was written from a police report. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was, Wildly overblown yeah, and overdone and h- highly questionable on the part of the Washington Post running this story. But not defamatory.
1: Yeah, I'm in agreement with you.
4: Um, if we're talking about the actual story, yes. Yeah. Now, underneath all that, and this is nothing new either. Of course, John Morant shouldn't be going to the mall with nine people to settle a dispute. Like, you know, like, just literally for this reason, right? Because everything, this is another instructive tale. And if if John Morant was feeling aggrieved when The Athletic wrote that story, I'm sure he's feeling doubly aggrieved now. What, I can't do anything? And I, you know, anything I do, and all of a sudden they're out to get me. And here's the truth. When you are that big a name, everything you do Everything you do, good. When when you give a pair of sneakers to someone, it is if you are going to be <laughs> sainted for that, yes. right? Like you will be sainted for giving someone a pair of sneakers. Wildly overblown. Yeah. You you give a a, a weight a, a server a big tip at a restaurant. Yep. The world's going to know that you gave the server a big tip at the restaurant. And you go down to the wolf chase to settle a dispute with a mall cop. The world is going to know that you and 90-year people went, 80-year people went to the the to, to settle the dispute uh, with with a mall cop, and live your life accordingly. Yeah. Is there anything about the story? I mean, you know, when, when the story drops, you're like, you process it, and and I I just, I mean, I made the decision yesterday. Listen, when the when the when the when the story, the TMZ story about the kid dropped, I wrote a column about it. When the Pacer story dropped, I wrote a column about it. When that story yesterday dropped, I read it and shrugged. And then I actually was asked to go on a local TV station to talk about it. And I just, and I always say yes to those just because people are nice to me and whatever else. It's good to get exposure for the Daily Memphian. I said, yeah, I, I see no need. I'm not going to, I'm not interested in talking. I'm, I'm not interested in crapping on the Washington Post's reporting because it was, they discovered things that nobody else has discovered. Good for them. I just didn't think it rose to the, to the standard of, a, of something, a national, a mall dispute is something that a national newspaper honestly ultimately should be writing about. But or, I question why they thought it was so important that, that I'm all dispute that they should write about it. Was there anything in that that you felt differently about?
1: No, I, I think, General, you, you hit the, the two – it felt like the two, like, basic emotions that you were going through reading it. I mean, I suppose the other thing you could say in Ja's defense is it is possible, like – this happened, I believe, was it August? I think it said either August or July. It was.
4: It all it was, happened within two weeks of oh, each correct. other. Yeah, whatever, in the summer.
1: It's entirely possible that this has been addressed. You know, that this got addressed post. The, addressed, in, how so addressed. You know, I mean, to me, I think what the Washington Post was trying to establish by putting the other stories in there was they were trying to establish a pattern.
4: Oh, there's no question. Yeah, yes. Has he, has he addressed it internally? Has he, correct. Have, have they already decided yes? Right. Like, so this could be something that, hey, you know, well, from our perspective as people who want him to do well um, as a community that wishes him well, i do think I do think they probably understand <laughs> like I do think they understand why maybe what you thought was appropriate last summer misguidedly you started you've seen that the world has changed, and you now have to comport yourself differently yeah, yeah, I think that's probably i think that's I think that's probably true i, I don't I, you know i don't necessarily think it's appropriate. I am also wary of being too protective or defensive of John ja Morant. If he acts uh inappropriately or illegally or in threatening manner to people, I think he should be called out on it. Like I don't just because he's John ja Morant and because he's place for the basketball team that this community loves, I don't think he should be above criticism. I just think this was the proverbial uh what what is it? uh uh fly with a cannonball or whatever it is, yeah, you like, know, like it, it was Like I do think big picture
1: like I think John ja Morant is going to be faced with the question of what does he want his public image to be? Right. Because it does seem to me, at a certain level, he wants his public image to be tough guy. And he wants to be...
4: It's funny. Is he... One is... Pu- I think he... I think he... his own, his playing I, image? I think his self-image is a little bit tough guy. You know? Yeah. Like, I think he has this image of himself yeah. as tough guy. I don't think he thinks of it, I want to project tough guy. I think he just thinks, I'm a tough guy. You know? I, I, I Sure. And... um and there's no question that the joyful image is 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 the one that Nike would prefer. Correct. I mean <laughs> you know? to, well, and, I you mean yeah. and
1: that's what I said yesterday afternoon. In the end I don't I don't care what he wants his self image to be. Like it, that's his choice. What I would caution him is if you want to be the guy that is making 90 to 100 million dollars off the court, it's not typically tough guy
4: all right, moving on uh, from that, uh, Tigers play SMU tonight. Kendrick Davis's return, of course, to uh, SMU. Uh, but they got some good news last night because Tulane, I don't know what the hell has happened to Tulane. But this, by the way, does shine a light on what the Tigers have done. The Tigers never lose games they're not supposed to lose. right? They're Just remarkably be- consistent. They, they never lose those games. They, you never look up with the Tigers and say, what the hell happened there? You know, like, what when. when I don't think we've ever said that about this. Team. Like maybe the home lost to Tulane, but is even that Tulane's a good team at least, and you know, they're a tough matchup. And they're a tough this. matchup. So, I, I, you, you, you very rarely are left. You might scratch your head over a possession. You might scratch your head over why didn't Penny call a timeout. You might scratch your head over shot selection. You might scratch your head over whatever. But you don't look up at the look at the game and 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 have left like what the hell happened there? Like we are with last night. Tulane loses by 15. Well, and to your point, to East Carolina, you, you, you can nitpick. You know them losing games.
1: I cannot recall a game where they lost and I thought they didn't show
4: up. Right, like they had they made mistakes or yeah. whatnot, and and they, they lost always, the basketball. They, but they show were, up, yes. And uh, but last night, Tulane loses to East Carolina, 83 to 68, and so uh, now. Um, Memphis needed Tulane to lose lose another game. Listen, it was always true this week, once Tulane lost to Wichita State, it was true that if Memphis beat SMU in Houston, they'd be be the two-seed. Now, just win tonight and they're the two-seed. Correct. So that's good. Uh, Better to be the two-seed than the three-seed, although, let's be honest, it's the same matchup in the semifinals, whether you're the two-seed or the three-seed. You get Tulane again. Uh, You do get a slightly earlier earlier game on Friday. On Friday. So that is good. So that happened. Also, good news from Memphis basketball, the women, also the two-seed. How about that? is <laughs> doing a hell of a game. Right now. Uh, they've won seven straight. They clinch the two-seed in, uh, in their tournament. Um, and, oh, even more good news for Memphis basketball, if uh, the extended Memphis basketball family, Lester Quinones, signs a 10-day t- uh, uh, with the Golden State... Word. So, good opportunity tonight. That game's at eight o'clock. So, I'll be up uh, uh, late writing as Kendrick returns. What, eight and a half? Something like that? What's the line? I see six and a half currently. Six and a half? Yes. Is that a little tighter than you would have imagined? It's a little bit tighter than I would have predicted.
1: Does it put any, any fretfulness into your heart on behalf of the Tigers? Not in particular because I, I got through this on the Wichita State game. The Wichita State game, that number did have me going, wait a minute. And then when you got the injury news last Thursday, I was like, okay, maybe. But, I mean, I think just in typical, like what they're just doing is they're giving more credit to the road.
4: Grizzlies win. Uh, they got the gimme uh, before they start uh, their the serious part of their road trip. Uh, broke their eight-game road losing streak. That's always nice, uh, by beating Houston 113-99. to And Desmond Bain, first time he hit 30, this is a stat that uh, Chris Harrington has been watching, since the toe injury. Since the toe injury, he, of course, has come back from the toe injury, but is he all the way back from the toe injury? Has been a lingering question. Well, he looked great last night, 30 points. Of course, Rockets will, do, will bring out the best in you. Correct. Rockets will bring out the best they in you. They are something. Putrid. Six of nine uh, from three. Nine, uh, 30 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Ja, a efficient 27-7 and seven in 26 minutes of play. Dylan also efficient. Efficient 16 points. Jaron with five blocks. Uh, they made 17 threes. They turned the ball over eight times. A, a, a hard to make too much of it. Uh, given the opponent, but it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was taking it certainly, care of business. It, yes. It certainly, it, it, it take, took care of business. And I, I think makes you feel good about yourself, you know? Yeah. It was a very tough watch in the first half. First half was, yes. the first half was a gross basketball game. Third quarters, Grizzlies do those well. Correct. It,
1: I don't know. To me, like this was a, you handled business moving on. Now I'm very fascinated to see what do they look like this next three games?
4: Uh, and, uh, and then on to college, uh, fascinating. I I do. I, I, I confess, I have a confession. Whenever Kentucky loses a game and they did to Vanderbilt and, and, and for those of us who, who just enjoy a little cottage industry, I root against him the way you root against Mike Shevsky, who, by the way, was on Mm -hmm. the earlier show. Just sort of, it's just fun, right? It's just absolutely part of sports. it's, It's part of sports. Unless Every time coach, yeah. they lose, I go to Twitter and I search the name John Calipari. Nothing just, comes up, right? Just to see how many, just to see the vitriol, just to see people losing their minds uh, over John Calipari. Uh, four losses at Rupp this year. So uh, they've had a they've had a nice little streak recently uh, that was disrupted last night as Vandy Ankerdown uh beat Kentucky. Uh also, fun story in uh, South Bend where Mike Bray wrapped up his 23-year coaching career at Notre Dame by upsetting Pitt. This is his last home game. And then, are you familiar with the bar, the linebacker? I'm not.
1: There's a bar, the linebacker. I did see that his like, post-game comments was, there's no curfew tonight.
4: Right, and then he, he had promised that, if, that that after the last game he was going to go party at the linebacker, and so he went to the college bar, and uh, we have several uh, loyal Notre Dame listeners, so I'm sure they're familiar with this. But that's a that's a that's a way to go, man. He went to the linebacker, and uh, and so that was fun. Uh, wild one in Tuscaloosa as Alabama comes back from 17 down um, to beat Auburn in overtime, 90 to 85. Once again, players not have made available after uh, after the game. There and then there was a fracas during the game. Did you think Javon Quinterly should have been ejected? He threw the ball at the dude. Yeah, that was
1: like such a scruffle because, like, there were arms being locked and there was the jersey pull, it, but then there was a clear throw the ball at the dude. <laughs> like, it yeah, but wasn't, then, like, then it comes into like, does he throw the ball at the dude if he doesn't like grab him like he did? Right, like, maybe,
4: okay. Uh, it was a wild one. Uh, I mean, the other thing—the
1: other thing last night, Jeff in college basketball. The other big story was uh, post-game coaches' shows. Cal, Cal did one segment and said he was so mad he couldn't
4: do it. Bruce Pearl throws his headset. I actually, so I actually have audio. I was going to send you audio. I didn't know if you had audio of the Pearl uh, post-game. Was fantastic. <laughs> Pearl was. He it was, was hard to know livid. if he was. He was livid. That was Cal only spoke for like only briefly. I didn't, that, 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 I, I missed yeah. That. And then he handed it off to his assistant uh, profile and courage, courage there, mm-hmm. John. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Auburn gets Tennessee next. Tennessee with some bad news, obviously, as Zakai Ziegler out, uh, done, right?
1: Yeah, that he's done for the year. Done for the year. On Wednesday night, that was one of the, t- that was yeah, one of the toughest tough. scenes to watch because that guy's also like a quintessential college basketball yeah, player. It's yeah. not like you can sit there and go, I'll fix it up. He'll be in the NBA. Don't worry about it. It's like I don't know that and he is clearly an engine for that team. It just I don't know. This <sighs> Tennessee team kind of feels snake bit this year.
4: Yeah. If even if you are a Memphis fan who hate watches Tennessee, that's a tough one. Like you I, can hate I, watch Tennessee, you can also acknowledge the, that was painful to watch. It was a, awful.
1: Like he's in tears and the, he's trying to get off the floor. if you were
4: a decent human, right. it was that was absolutely gut gut wrenching. Um, uh, because we have uh, we got Dan coming up next, then we have Chris Harrington, and then we have Rider than right trivia. Did want to hit a, other couple headlines? Kevin Durant made his return last night. I'm gonna say this big limb here. They'll be better with Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, he certainly appears so. Um, (laughs)
4: Twenty-three last night in his debut. I suppose you you can put him anywhere. He is totally seamless.
1: You know, when you're as skilled of a basketball player as he is, yes, he tends
4: to fit just about anywhere. They were having a debate about him on the way in the other day. I was listening to the morning show and, you know, whether he needs titles other than the ones he won at Golden State to be considered you know, with Kobe, right? Okay. I don't know. Like, who's better? Isn't Durant better than Kobe? Isn't he already better than Kobe? Does he need – he's not as quote-unquote legendary in some ways. Well, then someone asked this question. Like, Shaquille, do do you need to be the – I mean, he was the MVP in in, in the playoffs. of It's not like he wasn't – but the point is, you need to be the best player on the championship team. You need it to be your team, and that was Steph's team. So the idea I was would say for though, Kevin was Durant's legacy. Though. Yeah, okay. But, but it, you, I do agree with you. It was Steph. It and was Steph's team. Do you need to win a title with it, where uh, it where it is your team to reach a certain level in our in in our minds and in history? In other words, Scottie Pippen, great player. It was never his team, and so, therefore, he will never, you know, he's just not. You're just not, you know. If – and as great as Durant was for Golden State, it was not his team. They won title before him, and then it was when he was there, it wasn't his team. So, to me, the when you compare him
1: to Kobe, it's not just that Kobe got one, quote-unquote, on his own with Powell. I mean, that was still a, that was still a very good roster. He did get two. And so now you're sitting here with right. five, and his two, quote-unquote, on his own, matches Durant's, matches Durant's where he, he goes and joins the Warriors, which, you know, you can well, see. Well, let me ask you, did Shaq get any on his own? He got
4: the Miami one. Here's the other thing. Is Shaq is not – Shaq, to me, is considered a little bit like Kevin Durant in this, in this way. They're different. One's a craftsman, one's not, whatever else but they are everyone acknowledges all-time great players all-time great players like when you when you have the island of the 25 greatest players or whatever it is they're both on it right yeah but no one has Shaq in the in the Jordan LeBron whether it's Kareem discussion, like he's not there. No, right? I think I think it all. And was, I think KD is like that too. He's great all time player. Of course, he's on that island. But what? But no one is putting him in the discussion in the in the Jordan Lebron Kareem discussion. And I I think you can
1: include Giannis in that. We seem to do when you are a physical freak. Kevin Durant seven feet with guard skills shoots. You know, he's that's interesting. Pro- is he a physical freak? He's not a physical freak. In the way that Shaq is correct, but he's still seven Different, feet with yes. the guard, and the same thing with like Giannis. Obviously, Giannis isn't the freak that
4: Shaq was, but you sit there and you watch a seven-footer run like himself. Giannis a is also in that. N- no one is putting him with, well, with. Of course, no one's putting. There's only two of those guys. I'm, I'm, whatever. Maybe does Kareem go in? That is Kareem in that? I mean, to me,
1: the three in the discussion are LeBron, Jordan, and Kareem. Like, if you're talking about the all, but is it great.
4: three or is it just two? But if you're going to expand it, it's three, and it doesn't include Kobe. Kobe's not no, in that. But I think
1: also with Kobe,
4: the thing with Kobe that
1: I think most people admire about his basketball game is you did feel like Kobe Bryant got the most out of what he had. Like, he's he was clearly – Here's the funny thing.
4: Kobe gets all the stuff around – listen, co- co- there was some bad stuff around Kobe. Like oh, we, yeah. we, talk about, we talk about can Joss surmount the image that comes from – being a uh, uh, being in a dispute with a with a with a mall cop. Yes, Kobe surmounted very possibly raping somebody. Yes, right. right like and 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 his reputation did fine. So uh, yes, Jock can surmount that. Um, Kobe, Kobe, as good great as he was as a basketball player, the image is even greater. Yes, right? I completely agree. And with KD, it's the opposite. As great as he, the, all the other stuff somehow diminishes him. With with Kobe, all the other stuff somehow elevates him. And I don't know if it's just because one played it right. Kobe played it right from the day that he refused to go to the Brooklyn and went to the Lakers or whatever else. And KD played it wrong.
1: Yeah, and I, I think with, I just I think, I think with Kobe, overall, like when you look at his career, like, okay, he probably got the most out of what he did. With Durant, you're left thinking, you know, I just think that there's a lot of people are never going to get the image out of your mind where you go, he loses to the Warriors with a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and then he goes and joins them.
4: Like, right? it just felt cheap. Yeah. All right, and then uh, the Knicks. Knicks might be good. Knicks might be good. They've won seven straight. Uh, We'll talk to Dan Devine about that and more. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll talk to Dan Devine on the other side, then Chris Harrington, then Uh, writer than right trivia. It is the Jeff Cockin show on a Thursday, 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: But ultimately, again, I repeat, he cannot be the guy who saves Powerade and the guy who shows up at the mall with nine nine other dudes to intimidate a Mall security officer, and maybe he—I think he might know that now at this point. Memphis is home of
1: the Giannato and Jeffrey Show, weekdays from 2 p.m. till 4 p.m. 92.9 FM ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. This is Jeffrey Wright inviting you to sign up using code Wright W R I G H T and receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age or older to wager, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire 7 days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-97
2: 8-9. We're here with Jennifer Carsonson, real estate expert from the Live Love Memphis Group at their real estate agency. Jen, everyone's talking about
1: how high interest rates are right now. What
2: do you think? I
1: have this conversation all the time where buyers are nervous about jumping into a higher interest rate. But if you're the first time home buyer, the interest on rent is 100%. That's the first thing I'll say. If you are paying $50,000 over the value of a house plus concessions plus you're paying for everything to get a 3.5% rate. But if I told you at 6.5%, you can get below list, you can get your closing costs paid, you can have your appraisal contingency in there, you can get repairs done on the house and then when rates normalize you can refinance. Well, you've still gotten the deal. Now you got the deal on the house plus the deal on the interest rate. Whether you're buying or selling, you need Jennifer Carstensen and the Live Love Group at the Real Estate Agency. 901-625-5200 or email email them at sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com. That's 901-625-5200 or sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com.
2: As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state, thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Sunrise Buick GMC truck. Thinking about buying a new reused car or truck? Remember, the selection's better and the savings are bigger at Sunrise. Over 600 new cars and trucks to choose from. Factory rebates up to $1,000 and interest rates rate as 2.9. Bad credit? It's okay. At Sunrise, we've got a financing plan for everybody. SunriseMemphis.com. We're saving you money it's just the way you are doing business. Coming to Pike, Face and Collierville. We make it fun to buy a car again. Check out the all-new Sunrise Truck Corral. A huge selection of nothing but trucks. All makes, all models, all prices, all trucks, all the time. Thanks the Sunrise Chase.
0: The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness.
2: Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet
0: store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com.
1: Find your local Goodfeet store in Memphis at 5853 Poplar Avenue. It's time to think about your tax refund. And Jackson Hewitt wants you to think biggest. As in, we guarantee you'll get your biggest refund or your money back plus $100. Who offers that? Come to think of it? Nobody. It's one of the biggest guarantees out there and why you can't just file with anybody. For your guaranteed biggest refund, go to Jackson Hewitt today. Your wallet will thank you. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes.
2: If thrilling slot machine action is your game, the all-new Southland Casino Hotel is just the place. With a -a two-and-a-half-football field-long casino floor, Southland offers the most Buffalo and Dragon Link slot machines in the Mid-South. Our new Buffalo Range section is home to hundreds of the most popular Buffalo slot titles. Plus, we feature Dragon Link, Dragon Cash, and other fiery favorites. With 2,400 machines to choose from, slot some time in your day for Southland. Plan your trip at southlandcasino.com. Must be 21+. plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700.
0: At Kroger, you'll find high-quality products at great prices in every aisle every day with Kroger Brand. When you stock up on your household favorites for lower-than-low prices, it feels like winning. Shop now in-store or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: You can earn four times the fuel points on your meat, seafood, deli, and bakery items through March 7th. Simply clip your digital coupon and save more at the pump today. Restrictions may apply.
0: Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone on
1: 92.9 FM ESPN Next.
4: Jeff Calkins show joined now by Dan Devine on Twitter at your man Devine senior NBA writer at Yahoo Sports fresh back from a trip to Disney with the kids how was it Dan It was great. I'm really sorry. I completely forgot to. Oh no! No 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 no! We we are grateful every single day when you show up here. And if you're (laughs) if you're ever at Disney, my God! It's I hear it's a magical place, and you should not be thinking about sports talk radio. I think it speaks well of you that you even forgot about sports talk radio. (laughs) because you were so present. We all we all strive in these times, Dan, to be present. And you were obviously present, and that's good.
2: Well, I will say I was definitely present on the line
4: to go into a I don't even remember that. I think it was a like
2: a goofy themed roller coaster and I looked at my phone and said, "Oh my god. <laughs> I have so, I have a radio hit in 10 minutes." And I said, "Well, let me make sure I don't do that." Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh how my, was my, my, my wife my, my wife and children appreciated your your uh, deliverance as well. So thank you so much for that.
4: How was it? How was Disney? It,
2: it, <laughs> it is good. It is, uh, it is overwhelming. And for an eight and a five-year-old, I think the, the, my main takeaway is that the five-year-old would careen pretty rapidly from this is the greatest day of my life to... Uh, feral, essentially, like it was just so so much stimulus that it was like uh, or so so many stimuli, I suppose that uh she would i think at one point the exact quote was, I hate you all and i don't want to see you anymore because she was just so overwhelmed by everything, but it was i mean the the moments are, those were moments of static and then surrounding those it was wonderful and and we had a a very good time and i don't want to do it again for a while, and they want to go again tomorrow, so well, I that's think that's good. That's it's good. The indication that it all went as it was supposed to.
4: Did you go as a child yourself?
2: Yes, but i don't really remember it, so that was the thing where you know we, we went through this whole sort of long planning process for it, and my wife was very adamant like this is going to be great they're going it's going to be like a we waited long enough for them to be old enough to have like real lasting memories of it. What do you remember from when you went when you were eight, and I was like, nothing <laughs> like, I really I know it was fun. I have a broad like hazy it was fun, but no specific rides that really stuck out to me. Like, the experience I had was not that, so uh, I'm hopeful that the, the the early returns are that their experience was like a real, it'll stick in there. And, you know, we, we'll see over the next uh, de- few decades, I suppose, how, how effectively we did a jo- our jobs.
4: Was, last question on this, was there anything about it that was particularly surprising to you?
2: As a, a, our, our culture has moved toward a broader sense of, like, late capitalism optimization of kind of every uh, nook and cranny for for profit mo- motives <laughs> in a lot of directions. And the idea that, like, it's not just you can go. I, my, my remembrance of, of big rides, the ones that were very popular, were like, yeah. well, you just go stand on the line for as long as you need to stand on it. Uh, and you might get bored, but, like, you stand on the line for a while. And now it has transitioned into, like, an app-based process whereby at 7 o'clock in the morning you can reserve fast pass lanes for certain things, but only every few hours. And then for other certain, like, really popular ones, if you pay a little bit extra, you can do this. But also it's, a you know, X amount per day for the app. So there, there's a lot of, like... They've moved in a direction that, and under, I mean, you have a captive audience that does not want to wait for two hours to go on right. you know, Space Mountain or whatever, so people are going to pay for it, and you're like, I'm already pot-committed to whatever it costs to go to the parks and to have my <laughs> week-long thing, so, but like, the, that, that thing of, you just, at a certain point, you have to stop looking at it and going like, well, this pretzel's $9, and I'll just sort of deal with that, <laughs> but, but the, the other thing, and I will say, and I'll get off of it, is that no. there are so many women at the park in shirts that say something like most magical day ever. And there are so many dudes at the park with a shirt that says something like most expensive day of my life. And what I would say to those dudes, if you are one of those dudes listening, be a part of the ball club, man. No, no one's I guarantee you she's not asking you to, like, sing right. It's a Small World After All for your entire rest of your life. But on the days you're there, don't just be grumbling about how bad everything is. Like, while you're there, be part of the team. I know I didn't, I didn't ace that test every step of the way, <laughs> but, like, you've got to at least put in the effort, man. Put in your, put in your shift. Yeah, and, and I guarantee you yes. it will make the whole process work better.
4: It, uh, on, the, on the extracting extra money, it's interesting because it works in, in so many different ways. Uh, avenues of life now. I literally saw a friend of mine on Facebook yesterday complaining about the fact that, okay, fine, I pay for all these streaming services, but now... Over on whichever one he was complaining about, I also have to pay an extra four dollars to see the movie that I really want to see right. on that streaming service, and whatever else. I book, I board the airplane, but then I also have to pay seventeen dollars to not sit in the thirty-nine, really or thirty-eight, to not sit in the middle seat. Or I, right. it is just, it is exhausting, <laughs> and um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I think I am a socialist. So, uh, okay. Anyway.
2: <laughs> what a great jumping off
4: point to talk
2: about the National Basketball right. Association. Well, you talk
4: about collective bargaining agreement from there, right? That's a Amen. Sort of, that's a sort of socialism. Um, first to your corner of the world before we get to John, the Grizzlies, and everything else. How about them Knicks? Are they good? They're,
2: uh, uh, the indications are that they're just good full stop. Now, not great. You know, I, I think if you had to pick... Uh, where they stand in the, I mean, they currently are fifth in the East, and the four teams above them are Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, and Cleveland, and that sounds about right. Um, they're a game and a half behind the Cavs now, and they have the tiebreaker on Cleveland, which is kind of interesting, especially considering the Donovan Mitchell of it all and uh, the trade that didn't happen there, which is you know, two uh, two roads diverged in the wood kind right. of situation, um, but. They have been for basically since the, uh, right before Thanksgiving. That's when Quentin Grimes, the 3 and D kind of wing player for them sophomore, uh, got healthy after missing the start of the season. And Tom Thibodeau said, well, I'm not going to play my guys who don't play defense anymore. So, like, uh, Cam Reddish went out of the rotation. Uh, Obi Toppin got hurt for a while. Evan Fournier went out of the rotation. Derek Rose went out of the rotation. And all of a sudden, since that point, they have been... Pretty much like a a legitimately good best net rating in the Eastern Conference since November 21st. Better than Boston, better than Milwaukee, better than everybody else. Health has been a huge part of that because they've not really been without Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle for a lot of that. The the impact that Brunson has had in kind of curbing some of Randle's worst impulses as like a guy who would just... Pound the dribble and then drive and spin into four guys. Like the, when things are not going well, it's when Randall is just like isolating on a road to nowhere. And Brunson, as a shot creator, has really moved him away from that. But Brunson's also been a finisher in a way that's I think surprised a lot of people. He we saw him have a really big postseason in Dallas last year. And oh by the way, wouldn't the Mavericks uh probably like to have gotten the four year sixty or so million dollar extension done with him before last season as opposed to saying, well, we'll play this out, let it go. He goes for four and a hundred and now you're trading everything for Kyrie Irving and, you know, we'll see how that all goes. But You've got a team that's 8 no 9 deep, maybe can go 10 deep. The addition of Josh Hart, like, it's hard to find a guy who seems more built in a lab to play for Tom Thibodeau than Josh Hart. Um, guards up up positions, moves without the ball, runs in transition, rebounds the hell out of it. Like, they, they are they are a team that makes sense. They're, they're going to fall in the playoffs because they have everything but the superstar that can go head-to-head with your Giannis' and Embiid's and Tatum's. And, and maybe Donovan Mitchell, we'll see, I don't know but they feel 2 years ago it was like what a stunning surprising little story and now it's they're good they just might not be good enough to go against to 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 take a series against one of the four best teams in the east
4: well that's what i was going to say is it it has always felt like all right well the the west is a complete disaster jumble Uh, But the East, we know, there are four really good teams, and then the rest of them are scrambling to get in, and we know that the four really good teams will advance uh, in the playoffs. There won't be a first round, and then it'll be epic after that. Do you think the the Knicks are prepared to join those four really good teams?
2: Well, I think it's it's maybe more that there's two elite, elite teams than there's... Philly is kind of its own thing a little bit right now. They, they, um, right. Where at, at moments, they look elite, and at moments, they do not. And they play a lot of games that are kind of closer than you would anticipate for a team that's got Embiid and Harden. Um, but the Knicks, especially the Cavs, are a, are a really interesting team because you think about Donovan Mitchell lighting up scoreboards, and you think about Darius Garland as a, a guy who can shoot the three really well. But beyond them, there really isn't much shooting there. And that's why the a kind of – Kevin Love getting hurt earlier in the season and now he's he – right. he was out of the rotation and now he's gone to Miami. He's a like, – that's really an interesting thing for them because they, just, they don't have a whole lot of shooting, which can really hamstring their offense. And especially when teams like – you saw it against Boston last night – teams will say, all right, Isaac Okoro is your, is your answer at small forward, basically. Like, they've, they've run through a variety of different options, and nobody's really hitting – he's hitting shots sometimes when left wide open, but recently teams are, are going to say – we dare you to shoot. We will put all of our bodies on trying to keep Jared Allen and Evan Mobley off the glass. We will devote, you know, we'll try to trap the ball out of Mitchell or Garland's hands, and we're going to say, you got a wide-open corner three, have at it, buddy. And it's like if he can't hit those or Dean Wade can't hit those or Karis LeVert can't hit those or whatever, that can really short-circuit their offense. And against really good teams, they're going to have to make those shots. And if they're not doing that – the uh, Knicks team that, by the way, has been like a top three offense for three months, which I don't know how the heck that that is kind of, <laughs> like you expect the Thibodeau teams to grind it out on defense and then be, you know, whatever they can figure out on the other end. It's been a little bit the reverse there. There might, uh, that, that might be closer to even than you would anticipate, but the higher end talent, I think if you had to look at it and say, who would you trust to hang for you know, average 40 in that series, the number one draft pick is going to be Mitchell. It's just... It's kind of interesting, It's especially considering the last time we saw Mitchell and Brunson in the postseason. Brunson was filleting Mitchell off the dribble, um, although Mitchell's been significantly better on ball defensively this season in Cleveland. I don't know. It's, it, I, I, listen, if you would asked me three months ago, what I, would we be having this kind of conversation about are the Knicks like part of Tier 2 or 3 in the East? I would have said absolutely not. I would have been surprised if, if – my expectation was – Around 500 in the play-in mix, and now they're 10 games over 500 with an actual shot at home court in the first round, and uh, to that that is a pretty stunning uh, turn of events.
4: So, for all the adventures that the Grizzlies have been through of late, uh, the injuries and the losing and the and the off-the-court stuff, they are pretty. They're second in the West, mm-hmm. and the only team that can really even realistically think about catching them at this point is Sacramento. Two games back, they've got Denver next. They've got Stephen Adams returning. I may, we may get into the Jaw stuff. We may not. I've talked about it a lot already today. Um, but uh, what do you think about their their basketball prospects at the moment?
2: Well, I think you know you, the the getting. I mean, Jaw has continued to produce, which is uh, uh, you know, I guess there's something to be said for tunnel vision uh, or compartmentalizing around other things. Although obviously you'd like the other things to not. Really be there. Um, the, I think it, we we sort of reached a point in, in the in the league where the role players, the stabilizing agent role players, have maybe we don't give them enough credit or lend enough credence to what they do. And then you, it's like a don't know what you got till it's gone type situation. Stephen Adams might be the the fifth guy or sixth guy or I don't even know which you know what number guy you talk you think about when you think of the Grizzlies, but. Identity-wise, it's been so like the the way he, con- he he creates extra possessions on the offensive glass, the way that can bail out their half-court offense, the way he boxes out to create opportunities for Jaw or whoever else to grab the ball off the rim to kick-start the transition attack, another uh, you know stabilizing in the paint presence defensively that allows Jaron Jackson to roam, all those sorts of things. And now I know Grizzlies Knit fans know it chapter and verse, but when you don't when that's gone, you're like well okay, we can get a little of that with Xavier Tillman or a little of that with Brandon Clark or a little of that with you know Jaron and, you know, whatever else. But, like, it's it, it, somebody who does all that and then also moves the ball from the elbows and doesn't really need to shoot ever. It's a, it's a, a big piece. It's a, you wind up having to solve a lot of problems with a lot of pieces that otherwise would be solved with one, and that can be really challenging. The fact that uh, they've continued to... to uh, you know, they've stayed afloat or they've stabilized since the, the early rocky parts there. They haven't uh, I mean, I think the idea that they could go to number one is going to be no. out the window just because of the distance that uh, Denver's put there, but um, stable in two, which means you're going to get a play-in team, uh, for, you know, provided you hold off the the, the Kings, but I think the Kings are, are another one of those teams where it's like you are riding an incinerator offense but a 25th-ranked defense, and that will win you more games than not, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't know that I would still, I would not bank on them overtaking the Grizzlies for number two. Um, I mean, the fact that the, the, the Grizzlies have, let's see here, according to Tankathon, the remaining schedule, one, two, three, the fourth toughest schedule in the West is not, or sorry, the fourth easiest, easiest schedule yep. in the West, rather. Uh, that, that helps. Um, <laughs> good to sort the column the right way, Dan. Um, but I, I think you know that helps, and it puts you in a position where you know what you are when you are whole. Get Adams back. What you've seen from Desmond Bain, I think, has been encouraging. You know, you know, more stable, you know, stable games with him and Ja on the backcourt, and then just like be, uh, be the team that you have said that you are. You know, the, the the confidence that led Ja to say, "I'm fine in the West." It's it's been uh, you know poked at and, and made fun of, but there was reason for him to be that confident, to feel that way. Um, the matchup that uh, that sort of undressed them last year is a team that's been 500 and puttering, and we don't really know what all it's going to be. Uh, as we have spoken about before, the prospect of uh, re- you know revisiting your 56 win season by getting to the second seed and then seeing the Warriors earlier is a- would be a real bummer, but. There's reason to believe that when this team is at full strength, they're as good as anybody in the conference. I, I've, I've been pretty consistent in saying that. We know what the flaws are, but we also know what the strengths are, and I'm, I'm optimistic about uh, an even better version of a lot of those players from last year being able to uh, minimize those flaws or maximize the, the strengths. uh I think if you're able to stay in two, you're able to hold off uh, Sacramento, you're able to put yourself in a position uh, to, to advance pretty far here. So, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the great un, uh, unknown is what, if anything, does, uh, does the job off-court stuff that you've been talking about all morning, um, what, if anything, does that do to the team as it exists right now? It seems right now the answer is not a whole lot. Um, and the schedule breaks favorably enough to where even if it does wobble things a little bit, you should still be able to stack up wins along the rest of the way.
4: Yeah, I, 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 mm, I just don't think—I'm I, I, I'm not saying at all—I'm not being dismissive of the way Jack comports himself or anything else. I, th- I don't think—and and I think it will—I think it clearly has an impact on his—he feel like, clearly feels aggrieved— by the right. reports he thinks they're unfair piled on and so you note an absence of joy a little bit in the way that he carries himself and in the way that he plays um i don't think given that these things all happened last summer right i really think in terms of the basketball i think almost no impact um i i mean you know um but i do think un- unless that absence of joy the you know he the the way it, it, this was after like D- Dylan got booed, and the story came out in the athletic, and chris Harrington made he said they both seemed wounded again i'm not I'm not conflating those those are different things one's a serious you know whatever but they both players there was a sense where everyone was sad here and and feeling aggrieved or like the world hates them and it was just weird for a team that has really functioned on. Exuberance, um, and so does that lack of exuberance, like does that translate into less inspired basketball? I suppose possibly, I but I don't actually, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm now just bumbling through it, but
2: but I think that's I think that's everybody, right? I think right. I think the, the question of like. And it's a really fair point to note. The team lives with this stuff a lot longer than any of us do because the team knows about it going back months, right? And so then it's how the outside world impacts you on the inside. Um, that's different for everybody and every uh, every individual player, every uh, team dynamic. My guess would be that uh, you get your full you get full strength and you get as good as you were. And you start playing, you start beating people up more with Adams back in the lineup, and you know they, you get more reps with that starting with that starting five in the rotation that you believe is championship caliber, and you know that starts to feel pretty good, and you start to see more of that joy. So that's my guess, and that I think certainly would be the fervent hope of the Grizzlies and Grizzlies fans. Um, but I don't see any reason. I mean. I, I don't see any reason to doubt that. I think the, the again we go back to that general point. Everything that Joff, you know, all the uh, the yapping and the yapping and everything everybody else was doing was predicated on we think we are this good, and we've seen a lot of evidence to indicate that when at full strength they are in fact that good. Now it's just time to get Adams back in the fold and see it again.
4: Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. That is Dan Devine on Twitter at your man Devine. You can read him over there. Uh, Winter blues almost behind us. Can't wait to get out of the house. All sounds great till your achy joints betray you. Uh, listen, I'm 61. I get it. Uh, and uh, and the answer? QC Kinetics, nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Well, the possible answer for you: you can see a local health professional. The consultation is free, uh, and you've got nothing to lose. What QC Kinetics does? What regenerative medicine does? is they take healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, and then place directly into your achy joints. It can restore and repair damaged tissue and get you moving again without pain. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. Patient satisfaction reports,
3: actually fabulous. Uh, And by the way, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?